Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's Heather, and this is Psych and the City. I'm the Psych, Heather Abel, and the city is Hollywood, California. Today I have a beautiful guest, Nichelle Hines, actress and owner of Cycle House Fitness. Welcome, Nichelle. How are you? I'm good. How are you, babe? Good. Glad to be here. Nice to see you. It's always good seeing you. Yes. <laughs> so I want to talk to you about so many things. Okay. But... The mind, body, and soul connection is really important to me. So, I mean, it is everything. Um, And you lost 60 pounds. It's a while ago. A while ago. (laughs) And I feel like the mind has a lot to do with weight loss. I tell people all the time that you can't uh, lose weight just because, oh, I want to, especially if it's more than a couple vanity pounds. Um, It's so connected to who you are and the choices that we make on a daily basis. I think we like to see them. We tell ourselves that it's like, oh, it's just what happened when I wasn't paying attention. But I think so many things can contribute to a weight gain that might make you uncomfortable. Because I first off say, whatever weight you're at, as long as you're happy, that's the right weight for you. Mm -hmm. I always like to lead with any conversation with any client. As long as you are at a weight where you feel good, then it's right for you. If you don't feel good, the first thing that I always say is, I'm going to give you the tools to help you, but we need to figure out why that is. Mm. Because if you're overweight because you have unresolved issues with your mother or because you you didn't get over that last breakup or whatever those issues may or may not be, yes, can I maybe help you lose weight a little bit? Sure, but then you're going to gain it back. And the other thing that's most important, what I always tell people is, it's not just, okay, chicken breast and broccoli every day. Life is for the living. And I think that we put way too much stock, obviously, as a society and what people look like, but also way too much stock in um, that determining your worth. Mm-hmm. And so often, I tell people all the time, sometimes people don't even think that you're overweight or they don't notice that you're overweight or what you're emanating is what's real. So if What's going on inside of you is good and the outside may be a little bit plumper than you want it to be. Very few people are going to notice that if you're cleaned up on the inside. So when I coach people, especially when it comes to that, because there's many different things that I do, right? I do like the food coaching situation. Then I obviously train, I teach, um, well, at Tech House until March, until (laughs) pandemic. Now you can find me online, which is kind of cool because it opened up the whole world to me, which was such a blessing if I'm using the right I think that's the perfect word for it but I think that it's really important for people to understand that what I try to help them do is reestablish their lifestyle mm-hmm. because if oh I'm going to eat chicken breast and broccoli for three months until I lose x amount of weight then how are you set up for the tools to thrive when you go to a birthday party when your heart gets broken when you're in a triggering circumstance um it's very difficult to kind of toe that line. Mm -hmm. So I like to say what I do is I help people adapt their lifestyle to look and feel the way that they want to feel. That's awesome. I got to say, I always, you you know, we started our spiritual relationship. Yes. uh, Only recently. 
Yeah, like a month. Like a month. But it's quick. We're already like so connected. Yes. First of all, we're both Geminis. I mean, hello. So there's four <laughs> of us here. Minimum. <laughs> there's four, <laughs> ten of us here. But for me, there's something really soulful about eyes. Mm-hmm. Eyes are the window to the soul. Okay. I'm okay. I'm already off topic because we're Gemini's. Let's go. That, that those are always the best conversations, <laughs> right? But with your eyes, they are yeah. so piercingly beautiful. But it's also you you can I can tell if someone has psychic ability by looking into their eyes. Wow. In your eyes, you have this psychic ability, and we've been working on it. Yeah. But I want to know in your business because you're self-made, right? Mm-hmm. You're self-made. Yep. You created Cycle House. Yes. Right? But the owners came to me okay. and asked me. So basically, I mean, how far back do you want to go? So basically, I'm an actor. In 2008, everything got canceled or put off with the huge strike. And I was at the gym and a cycling teacher didn't show up. Get out. Yes. This is synchronicity. Yes. And the, the manager ran in. He's like, I don't know where the teacher was. And I was like, oh, okay. Are, are you going to cancel class? He said, no, you're going to teach the class. And I was like, excuse me? He's like, you've been here forever. You know what you're doing. You know a bunch of the people here, like, just teach the class. And my friend, this teacher was very old-fashioned. He still was using CDs. And my friend had one of his old CDs. <laughs> so when, when we say kismet, it was, like, really supposed to happen. So I taught the class, and I was on the schedule the next day. So this is something, like, this interlude in my life, really, I didn't, like go and study and this it just happened wow so um so i started teaching there and then i started teaching at another gym a really high-end gym because i couldn't afford the membership obviously so i started teaching there so i could go to the gym and then these two people came to me and they basically were like we want to open um one of the first like known boutique cycling studios in los angeles and we've been here for six months taking a bunch of classes and we want it to be you ah so that's you're the face of it Yes. Yeah. Myself and my brother. Yeah. Cool. So then Cycle House was born. Eight, wait, what year? It's going to be uh, nine years in October. Obviously in March with everything that's happened, um, we've uh, pretty much came to a halt. My brother's teaching hit classes that people can take. So nothing on the bike, but I'm teaching on my own on the bike via Zoom. Wow. And again, I'm at one of those times in my life where... Just kind of letting life lead. I'm letting the universe lead. I love that. So I, because, and, and, you know, because I feel you have this intuition, Mm -hmm. did you know, or did you see this coming to you? Could you see it coming, this ultimate success and this sort of, you mean like in life in general or in terms of, I never I never felt that I wasn't going to be successful. I think also I was always willing to do the work. And you're a successful actress too. I mean, you've done some big shit. Yeah, I have. It's been a while, but I'm back on that too. I'm really excited about that. I'm back auditioning again, doing all the things. And that's an aspect of my life that I think I kind of neglected for a while, but now it's like here and breathing Mm -hmm. and thriving and inside of me. So it's really exciting to sort of see what that world has for me again. The second time around, it feels like. Despite COVID. I mean, the thing to me that it stands out, because it, it's like, um, you know, you can you can blame things. Right. 
It's COVID. I work in fitness. So I'm fucked. And listen, the first week or two, I was definitely in that space. And luckily, I feel so... I'm very lucky to have the kind of clients that were just like, we want you. We need you. I had a great friend who was working at a place where they were making classes happen in Zoom, but it was a lot to figure out. It's talking and music and visual. Like, how do you do that? Essentially create your own TV channel, in a mm -hmm. sense, I feel like. And we were able to figure that out, and it's become incredible. It's, it's unstoppable. And now I have clients that are in Atlanta, I have a client in Cannes, I have a client in London, I have a client in Chicago, like people are able to have someone in Seattle. So now you can interact with me anywhere in the world. That's right. Which is ultimately what I want to do. Obviously, as a performer, I think the soul of a performer is the need to give and receive, right? That performance. You want to perform for the masses, give them something, give them something to think about. And your ultimate interest is providing for the people. So this is such a great way for me as a performer, as someone who wants to interact with other human beings and ultimately help them with their lives, whether it's through portraying a character or teaching them a class or getting them to get stronger or helping redefine their habits into a lifestyle that they can manage and that makes them happy. The ability to do this and to open up that bandwidth is a big part of what I've always wanted to do. So... The, new, the great news is even in times that can be perceived as tragedy if you're able to pivot. I was, I'm grateful that I was able to pivot. That's amazing. So I want to talk about the correlation between depression and mm -hmm. uh, moving the body. Oh, because I oh, go ahead. wish anyone that had those feelings would just commit to 30 days of moving their body. Thank you. It would Be, change your yeah. life. Because for me... I, I was born depressed. Like I remember being five years old and suffering from gnarly depression. No. Sitting with my dog, crying, telling my dog all my problems. Wow. Because my parents would be out in the pot fields tending to our source of income. And they'd right. leave us on the right. steps of the home. No way. Crying because we were alone while they tended to the crops. And so anyway, but I would talk to my dog and tell him all my problems. I was, okay. I was born depressed. Wow. So then I went through my punk rock phase and mm -hmm. my lonely psychic, not knowing what to do with my brain phase. And so I never worked out. And then I was always the last one picked. I was a very skinny kid. Last one picked on the team, uh, scared of the ball, running from the ball. Yeah, I was that girl, right? <laughs> then in um, my early 20s, I went to college and I, I started... Um, Getting into my spiritual practice. Mm -hmm. The only exercise I did as a kid was yoga, right? But right. not not like we do these days. Right. Mellow, easy, whatever. Yes. So anyway, so, so I get into my 20s. I get into a serious spiritual practice and I started running. So yoga, yeah, it's a spiritual form of exercise, whatever. I started running. Michelle, cardio is my spiritual practice. Wow. Cardio. It makes me feel amazing because what happens, and you're going to explain this to me, I'm sure, further, but is my serotonin rises yes. better than any antidepressant. Right. When you lift your heart rate like that and for a sustained amount of time, it's a, very few people, they might be straining or getting their butt kicked, but they're not in a bad mood. 
It's really, it, it increases your serotonin levels, the dopamine that's released in the brain, all of these chemicals that are being replicated with pills, you can replicate a lot through movement of the body. Exactly. That's the thing. I call it um, my organic Prozac. 1,000%. And I am not a doctor. I can't say, you know, with definitive, we have to be completely upfront. And obviously some people need to be medicated. Some things are rising above that kind of thing. But I would say for your run-of-the-mill anxiety depression, any of those things, if you're exercising, if you're pumping that heart, if you're putting that pressure on there, you're releasing things inside of your brain that stimulate you in, in a way that no drug ever could. I so Not to mention saving your own life. So Not to agree. mention you start to look the way that you want to look. You start to feel that the way that you want to feel. I mean, the, the, there is no negative with exercise. Mm -hmm. There's no negative. That high, the runner's high, where you go, that's why you were running. Oh, you get what they yeah. call the runner's high. Yeah. Right, so you get in this place when that adrenaline kicks in, and then as you get better at it, then you start to learn about second wind, when you're like, I'm done. Yes. I'm done. No, second wind. I can't wind. do anything else. And then you just kind of keep going a little, and then all of a sudden... Bam, there it yep. goes, and the energy explodes once again. And I really wish, also, what we put inside of our mouths, right? Thank you. What we put inside of our mouths. So I was actually with a client the other day. Um, she's an old friend, and we got to the point where I was like, I need you to FaceTime you and open up your refrigerator. <laughs> and busted. we opened the refrigerator, and I was like, listen, we, I, I like cheese. Like, I do. When I go to Europe or any of those things, I like cheese. We have to acknowledge the fact that we are eating a copious amount of the milk from the breast of an animal. And it's, and I'm not, and I am not from preaching from the mountaintop. I'm not one of those. I'm going to be really honest. I like a lot of things. I eat a lot of things. But the constant consumption of these things and what they do to our body, what they do to our mood, right. you know, going back to the depression thing, right. all of those things are contributing to what's going on with us. Yes. Yes. A an animal that's been stuffed full of you know, drugs and you, do you think that that's not, you're not ingesting that from consuming Amen. their breast milk? Do you know how you- If you're feeding your child- if you're a brand new mother and you're feeding your child, do do you go and take a bunch of drugs and then feed your child? No, it's horrifying. So think about that. And that's what we're consuming. I am not telling anyone what to and not to eat. There's a way to thread the needle depending on you and your choices. But what I am saying is eating copious amounts of dairy and certain fish products. It's just like people don't overeat sushi because we know everyone knows about mercury. You know what yeah, it everyone is Everyone talks for me? about mercury and that's okay. You know what my passion is? Well, first of all, do you know how to tell a vegan? No. How you can tell if someone's a vegan? No. They'll fucking tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I am not a vegan. <laughs> but guess <laughs> I make sure my meat is grass-fed. <laughs> that's really funny. They always tell you. But I was going to say, mine is sugar. So how do you, Oh, what well, is your advice on getting away from sugar? Because I am obsessed with sugar. Okay, it's harder to get off sugar, they say, than heroin. Stop it. Yes. And I have this, so. this today. This is from sugar. <laughs> <laughs> I have a bruise on my she arm, you guys. She's saying it. It's, 
looks like it's a... definitely not heroin. <laughs> we, we wouldn't be here. I've been ingesting, in, injecting and sugar. So sugar. I mean, you see what it does to children, right? You, as parents, it's really interesting to me. You limit your child's sugar because you see what happens to them when they eat sugar. That I love. Listen, I was. So my parents, I grew up in a very healthy household. When I went, every chance I got, I was at a friend's house like, do you have any candy? Have oh my any God, candy? me too. Candy? They didn't was, allow me any. Right. And I was like that friend with the licorice and the toe and stuff. I'd be yeah. like, open the cupboard. I want to go to her house. Yes, open the cupboard now. <laughs> so the sugar is just in excess is so dangerous. I mean, look at the amount of people in the country with diabetes with all these issues and then we don't realize how much sugar is in our thing alcohol what does that turn into sugar carbohydrates what does it turn into sugar and then you put on top of that regular sugar so my rule of thumb with my clients especially when i'm like coaching and change your lifestyle if you don't know what it is if you cannot pronounce it you cannot put it in your body mm. how about that wow so my client the other day, I said, do you have any almond butter? She's like, yeah, but they, we eat Skippy. And I said, okay, cool. Um, grab the Skippy and grab the almond butter. I said, what does it say on the almond butter? It was from, I believe, it says, oh, dry roasted almonds. Great. What does it say on the Skippy? <laughs> you know, the oil, the, the stuff, all this shit you couldn't pronounce. Uh, all of these things. Yes, there's peanuts in it. And I'll, I will tell you this. This was crazy. I had stopped. I love going to Whole Foods and just pressing a button and watching the almonds turn into almond butter. Oh. I That's where I get my almond butter. I oh. press the button, the almonds turn into almond butter. I was on a set and I was starving. I needed a snack. And it was like a bunch of crap. And I was really, because don't get me wrong, I'm sometimes I will go for that. But I was like, I really wanted to have something like healthy that would make keep me feeling good because you need a lot of stamina when you're on set and that stuff just doesn't serve you the sugar crash right mm -hmm. so i was like oh there's skippy i'm like gosh i haven't had skippy since i was a kid got my apple got my skippy it was like in the packet and i'm not kidding i will never forget i put the skippy in my mouth and it felt like an oil slick <laughs> I, I i literally had to look at the package i thought it was expired because all I tasted was oil and salt. It tasted like I put a ball of salty oil inside of my mouth. I was stunned. So for your sugar addiction, because they're adding sugar, they're adding, you know, right. all of that high fructose corn syrup, all of those things. So it's not your fault. For the first step, this is an addiction where it's not your fault. Our entire food ecosystem is built off of keeping you addicted to these kinds of things, to these oils, to these sugars. You know why? Because they're cheaper, easier to process. They are mass producing it. We have to feed 360 million people. That's why when you go to Europe and you're eating all the cheese and all the pasta and all the ice cream, you're like, yeah. how come I'm not getting fat? Heaven. Why am I? But have you ever noticed how you don't yeah, get fat? No. The reason why you're not getting fat is because they don't allow these things in their food. That's a special poison that they save for us here in America. If you look at Heinz ketchup in Europe and you look at Heinz ketchup in America, the literally what's in the product is completely different. Mm. There's no high fructose corn syrup and ketchup in the EU. There's no, like they don't do this. And it's why Americans are the most obese and why we have all these problems. So the first step with your sugar addiction is I like to have my clients replace with, no, you can't eat a candy bar or eat cereal or eat any of those things. But when you need something sweet, 
What's your favorite fruit? What tastes like, you know, like mangoes to me tastes like candy. Raspberries, blackberries, oh. So anything like I that. I like the berry family. Exactly. So when you're craving candy, your first job, and I'm like, listen, the number one thing I tell my client, this doesn't mean you're never going to eat another Skittle again. Because you always have to preface this and preface the addiction with, it is not over. But for the next two weeks, we're going to try not to eat any sugar. Okay. Any processed sugar. Okay. So when you're eating your oatmeal, yes, you can have a little bit of honey or like, you know, the pure cane, you know, like brown sugar, you know, from Hawaii or whatever it is where there's not a bunch of ingredients. What you can't have is processed sugar. Mm -hmm. So as you wean yourself off of the processed sugar, those fruits, all the fruits will start to taste like candy. Like, do you remember like Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory where they lick the wall and like the snollsberries taste like snollsberries. Like, it'll, it will literally, and I tell everyone, 14 days. If I told you, Heather, in 14 days, you, what's your favorite sweet? What's your favorite sweet thing? There's so many. I know. You give me like a top three. I mean, cherry pie, Reese's peanut butter cups. Okay, so Reese's peanut shake. butter cup. Okay, so Reese's, so any ice cream, pie, yeah, yeah. candy. Yeah. Heather, in two weeks, I'm going to give you like a feast. You're going to have pie, wedding cake Reese's, too. wedding cake, and ice cream, but for the next 14 days, you can't have it. But guess what? It'll be there for you in 14 days. Cool. You'd say, Cool. Yeah. Two weeks. No yeah. big deal, right? Yeah. I guarantee you, at the end of that 14 days, you will not want, you would maybe have a bite, but you would not all that time where you're like, I'm going to eat a whole cake. And how many come in the Reese's? Can I get a jumbo? All the things that you would be ordering on Amazon and prepping yourself for this moment. Right. You would not be able to sustain the moment in the way that you thought that you could. The, the addiction will be broken. Oh, I love that. And I think that the goal uh, that we should be approaching when we approach food and food health is, it's. I tell all my clients, this isn't forever. This is not your last piece of fried chicken. This is not your last pizza. This is not your last wedding cake. This is not your last Reese's. But if we can take the time and the effort to separate ourselves from that addiction, right? Then it's no longer you're no longer a slave to it, and you really can't have a piece of cake, and then you can walk away. And I guarantee you'll eat probably a third to half of that cake, and you will be wait for it satisfied. Because we use food, we use sugar, we use these things to fill a hole. So when you stop filling the hole with all this artificial stuff, what's inevitably going to happen is the truth of the situation will come to light and we'll figure out what it is. Is it because you felt deprived of it as a kid? Is it because you grew up poor and you guys never had it? Is it because you feel bad about that boyfriend from 2012 or whatever that is? You'll inevitably, because the crutch is gone, mm -hmm. start to work through it. Even if you won't be able to totally identify it, you will no longer be satisfied or have the ability to fill the hole the way that you used to. Let me tell you about a breakthrough I had. That's so profoundly right on. Profoundly right on. So I've been trying to lose, and um, my listeners probably know this, but um, I talked about it with Jimmy Ray Bennett, my my dear friend. He's an actor and a voiceover artist. Mm -hmm. But he, like you, lost a shit ton of weight. Uh, earlier on in his life and um we talked about the spiritual aspects of losing weight mm -hmm. and um 
so mine, I gained 20 pounds at my, uh, my divorce, my first marriage. And um, I've kept it on since then. And, and it, uh, I was always very slim. And um, I had this epiphany the other day. So I've been trying. And I cut out alcohol. I cut out sugar. Um, but I want to I wanted filter back and talk about sugar-free stuff with you in a second. Okay. But, um, but, but anyway, so I had this epiphany. Because I teach my clients to feel, not think about everything. Right. So you mm-hmm. got to practice what you preach. Yeah. So I, I feel and not think about most things because that's where the sweet spot is as far as spirituality and and um, obtaining things and manifesting and all these wonderful things. But when it comes to my weight loss, I had this total freak out. I was like, wait a minute. I haven't been feeling thinner. Right. I haven't been feeling the 20 pounds leaving my body. Right. I haven't been visualizing mm. what I look like without the belly. I haven't been visualizing my ass shrinking. I haven't v- visualized me fitting into that t-shirt that is, you know, I haven't been doing any of that. And and I was like, what the fuck is wrong with me that I do it with every other aspect of my right, life. Right, you and, created and this wall. Right, you and I have talked about this. Yeah. How you can create a wall around one area of your life. You can be financially free. You mm-hmm. can be a millionaire. You could have the perfect husband. You can have all this stuff. And then why the one area? And that is the blockage you create because you're afraid of facing. And for me, it's afraid of facing the shit with my ex-husband. Oh. No, but it is. Yeah. Right? So what is that shit? Have you... That's uh, some infidelity stuff. That's some mm. some stuff like that, right? Right. Yeah. So I have to come to terms with that and I have to forgive myself, you know? And so it's like this process that I've been on the journey uh, to do... But um, but I've been been on this journey of doing. So the guilt of that, you sort of have punished yourself totally with this extra totally. twenty pounds. When what really needs to happen, what you would tell me, is you would see that that was a time in your life where whatever was happening in your relationship probably wasn't fulfilling you in some way, and you went out and did you know tried things another way to try to fulfill that, and that that's okay. That right, people make mistakes. That shit happens, and I'm sure he's fine now. You're thriving now. So now we say, what do you always tell me? So, so what? what? <laughs> See? So what? But it's like to believe it, right? We have to 100% in your heart believe these things, right? Yes. And you know why that's so hard? This is the thing that I've been coming to lately. Um, I feel like we're set up in a society where like everyone's supposed to be happy and just like shut your mouth, everything's cool and be happy. But the human condition doesn't trend towards that. You have to fight to be happy. You have to fight for positivity. The human condition is that five-year-old crying with the dog. It's so much easier for us as human beings to feel bad than to feel good. And we have to start changing our language where everyone's supposed to be okay. So then everyone's covering it up and taking pills and crying and doing too many drugs and drinking too much and taking too many pills and doing all these things. If we could all just go, 
We're all struggling. Amen. If we could have a universal conversation where we could all say, we're all struggling. So now, instead of faking it, now that we all know that we're all struggling, how can we fight for our positivity? Whatever that is for you, whether it's coming to see you, whether it's going to church or doing all these things, not what makes you feel good that isn't hurting someone else. Mm-hmm. Figure out what it is, define it, and use that to improve your your cardio whatever use all of that to improve how you feel Mm -hmm. but if we can all acknowledge that it's hard to feel good that the struggle is that we all want to and we all think that we're supposed to if we remove the stigma of that Mm -hmm. then we can all start to get better like there's a football player that came out the other day Dak Prescott he's a Dallas Cowboy and he's the captain of the team he's this big brawny a strong man and he came out and he said I had some struggles my brother killed himself and I had to go get some help and do you know that there was a guy on TV and I'll name him because I think it's trash named Skip Bayless and he said that he thought that it was weak that he said that oh fuck him and this is the problem with our society how are you going to be a leader if you said that you struggle you think leaders don't have you ever read a Greek Greek mythology have you read about Abraham Lincoln? Have you read about the great people in history and their struggles? The fact that this man is acknowledging his struggle is literally going to save lives. He no. has saved lives through his bravery, his acknowledgement, and saying that it's okay to get help and that mental health is important. But did you see how society came in? This announcer that everyone goes to, to listen to, said that he thought that it was weak. No. And that's, that's the disease that our society has. My husband lost his daughter to suicide. I don't know if I oh, told no. you. It's awful. But he got down to 140 pounds. Wow. Took him a year to get back to normal. Had to go to therapy. Had to take meds. Had to. His whole life was ruined. Talk about mental health. Yeah, that guy can fuck off. Yeah, but that's that is what we have to erase. And luckily. There was an outcry saying that he was wrong and this oh, is bad. Oh, thank God. Thank God. Yeah, I don't but, follow sports. Yes. It, um, but this is the language that we have to get rid of. Telling a man that it's not okay for him to see that he needed help when his brother killed himself. I mean, it's essential, essential. to get help. I, That's right. I, I've been through it with a lot of people cause, because of Stephen's daughter. Yeah. But um, it's... It's a horrific experience. It's horrific uh, suicide on the family, on those who they leave behind. Um, and it's essential to get help. It's essential. He was reduced to a shell of a man and uh, we went through so much. It's yeah. horrifying. It's a horrifying experience. And right. to lose a child is the worst pain. Right. You know. Right. So I think that America has a lot to answer for in terms of you know, the rules, these silent rules that we say need to be kept. We have a lot to answer for in terms of food, how we're producing it and what we're doing with that food that isn't consumed. How are there this many hungry people Thank in this you. country with this much food waste? Yes. Um, we need to figure out what to do with that food, deliver that food to the people in this country that need it because people are starving. I'm on the board of the Hollywood Food Coalition, so it's <gasps> a passion of mine. Um, they've been serving a hot meal to the homeless every single night since 1987. And How can so we help? much of our, uh, you can come serve. You can go to hofoco.org. So H-O for Hollywood, F-O for food, 
CO for coalition, hofoco.org, and you can donate your time, your money, your clothing, your supplies, anything that you might want to do, and you can come volunteer with me. I run at least one Friday a month, usually more, and we feed usually between two and 300 people in Hollywood every night. Count me in. So, I know, that'll be great. Oh, I'll give yeah. you my next date. Yeah. And um, I think that once we start doing that, think, and this is what I always tell people, anybody that has an issue with anything from... BLM to doesn't want to give their time or, you know, someone that has an issue with, you know, quote unquote, defund the police or all these things. All anyone's talking about, and I will say that I think defund the police just doesn't sound good. So you have to like, but all anyone's talking about is redirecting resources to the places that they need to go so that people can get the help that they need. Someone's having a psychotic break. The fact that you will call someone with a gun and a baton to help them is crazy. Right. So when people say, you know, defund the police are saying, take that money. Cause do you know how much money the Los Angeles County spends on bullets? Mm-mm. 60 million. Do you know how many bullets that is? Seven bullets for every man, woman, and child in the County. As I like to say, you can have mine. I don't need my bullets. So seven. So when do we need that? No, we don't need that. I believe in police. I think that there needs to be help. I think that they came about, really, you know how the police came about, right? Oh, the police didn't exist until black people were free and white people were afraid that black people would come back and kill them. So they created a group of men that would protect them because surely once black people understood what they were going to do, they were going to come and kill all of us. So let's create a system where they can't get to us. So the police is inherently from its existence oppressors so that said and i think that we need police i would say that say i think that we need police i think that we've done it the wrong way so when i say that the police needs to be defunded, we need to take a look at every single one of those dollars and see where they're going because guess what if you give people an opportunity if we take that money and we have more resources for children for education we take some of that money and we appropriate it to mental illness food uh poverty Whatever housing. I guess agree. who? Guess who? You need a lot less of mm-hmm. the police. It's true. So this country has a lot to answer for in the way that the system was set up because it was set up through racism, and also food, and ultimately racism. When you get down to it, it's classism, right? Because mm-hmm. guess who always gets the good food? The people with money. Guess what? And guess class no, no, doesn't no. matter. Yeah, you can go to the Appalachians. You're poor. Where are you going? McDonald's That's right. To buy a fucking happy So meal. when you empower people, exactly, and you empower the funds, and you empower the opportunity, and you give them real food, and you take all of the sugar, all of the McDonald's. syrup, all the high fructose corn exactly. syrup, all of the white flour, mm-hmm. and you start feeding them food that will sustain their bodies and help them grow, yeah. that changes everything. Yeah. I know. So food is racist in this country. I agree. I agree. So, and also when we eat those things, when we punish ourselves with those things, we never feel good. Mm -mm. You know when I do feel good? When I go and when I, uh, when I'm bad and I go to my favorite burger joint and have my grass fed burger with my fries that haven't been fried four times and haven't been processed and kept in the dark dungeon cut into pieces you know, After they keep I have them in that, a, in a way. I say good going down. Yeah. Meaning, once it's down, I don't feel good. That's right. Good going down. Horrible coming back. <laughs> Horrible. Horrible. 
So that said, what we have to do, your choices, what you stick in your body actually dictates the way that you live your life and you don't even know it. Mm -hmm. We want to complain about, oh, are they following us? And Big Brother is watching. Big Brother already got you, honey. They got you in that Happy Meal. Mm -hmm. They got you in that Skippy. They got you in a whole lot of stuff and you're worried about whether what's going on with like your prep. That's, 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 that comes later. Worry about staying alive. Have, have you ever read Freakonomics? No, or I've heard of looked it into it. Yeah. It's all about this shit. Yeah. How food is racist. Yeah. It's scary. It's pretty fascinating. There's a community. I think they made a movie. And yeah. Stuff oh like yeah. That. There's a community in Pittsburgh where there's, where all those mills where, you know, which aren't really working anymore. The community is 98% black. There is no grocery store. No one has a car. No one has, there's only fast food. There's, uh, the housing is unbelievable. The water is dirty. How do you get out? How do you get out? There's not an apple. There's not a, except for like probably those mushy slices you get at McDonald's. How, how do you, how do you thrive in a community where you have zero access to anything that would help you live. This is, uh, I, I never can relate, but I do understand poverty. Right. Because I grew up with right no water, no power, no nothing. We took baths in a river. Right. You know, it was like extreme poverty. So I can relate to that. Um, so I, I try to empathize and sympathize. Yeah. But I can never understand being black you just have to listen that's it right and then you have to become like an the you know an active anti-racist which Which, i have always right exactly always and that's why i always tell people and i I have so many friends that come to me i'm like you can what you can do of course you'll never understand what it's like to feel to to be black and etc etc but what you can do is you can learn yep and then once you learn you can help and once you can help you can inspire others to help and then that is the effect that we need these communities deserve running water. Mm-hmm. These people. No, I deserve, get it. Yeah, I've always been pretty fucking active, though. Yeah, I knew that about you. <laughs> if there's one thing I knew about you, it was that. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, um, I wanted to say the only, when I was a runner, I used to always say mm-hmm. before I ran, I would say the only time I'm running is from the cops. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, so I want to talk to you about sugar free. Okay. What is your opinion? On sugar-free foods. So this is really complicated. It depends on what they're using to replace the sugar with. Okay. So obviously if you're going like that healthy, that monk fruit sweetener, which is organic from a fruit, those kind but if we're talking about like the Splenda. Yeah, yeah, Splenda and that. What's your opinion? Diet Coke, this and that. Listen, I get it. It fills a hole, but it's the effects of that we're going to learn are just not good of like aspartame and things like that sometimes you need it i think that if you do these things in moderation but you know what the real problem is with sugar free is it duplicates the effect of sugar but you haven't actually had the sugar and studies show that people that drink diet coke are fatter than people who drink regular coke and they have much less healthy habits people think that they're doing something but so basically it's duplicating the sugar but you're actually not getting the sugar so you have more you have more and more and more because you haven't actually filled the hole. So when I'm dealing with a client, I strip all that stuff away, all of those things, and then we can add them back in because, you know, clients are drinking a six pack of Diet Coke a day and they're like, well, it's zero calories. There's no sugar or whatever. 
And I'm like, but you're addicted to sugar and you're not getting actual sugar. You're getting faux sugar. So you're creating another um, wall, but you still haven't filled the hole. So the addiction is still there. Mm. So my big encouragement, especially when it comes to sugar-free, is a lot of these chemicals, we're not sure what's in it. That's not to say that I haven't done it before. Like sparkling ice. I like sparkling ice. It's five calories. And I'm always like, okay, there's vitamins, there's this, there's that in there. And then when you get into, you know, exactly what else is in it, then yeah, we have to do some investigating. Don't drink five a day. Do you know what I mean? If you need it and you want it, then sure, we can have like a tiny bit. But I would guide you towards things made by your favorites, the vegans. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I I would send you towards, you know, things that are maybe sweetened with monk fruit. If it's sweetened naturally, right? Okay. So if you ever notice like at home, if you're making a smoothie, tastes pretty good if you use like a, like I use in full disclosure, I work with Vital Proteins. It has no taste. I use that. I use berries. I use spinach. I use an unsweetened almond milk. But the berries and the almond butter, like once you get into that natural sweetness, other things won't taste the same. Okay. It won't taste the same. So I say go all natural. And if you need a, a spot of agave or honey, I tend to like honey. Honey is God's sugar. I love honey. Right? So use a little bit of honey and wean yourself off by using things that are real. Because what's honey? Straight from the bee, right? Yep. So go there. Go to the monk fruit, monk fruit sweetener. Go to all of these things that, especially now, we live in Los Angeles. I mean, they got 8 million. Everything. Yeah, there was, there was a coconut sugar, whatever. You know, there's so many different things that you can use. I would say, like, obviously, like, the first two weeks, keep it really clear. Honey, you know, little brown sugar, whatever that is. And then we can, then that fake stuff will not give you the fix that you're looking for anymore. I really encourage people to do. I don't believe in juice cleanses. I don't believe in like not eating cleanses, but I do. Right. I do believe in going on a processed sugar cleanse for 14 days. Okay. I got to tell you, my friend, Allison, my one, my best friend growing up was, uh, she had that saccharin stuff Mm -hmm. all the time. Diet iced tea, tab, da, da, da. And I, I'm psychic. I told her the whole time growing up, but I was a little crass in those days, a little mm-hmm. hardcore. And I'd say, you're going to die of cancer. Guess what? She died of cancer. Yeah. At 42. Terrible. And I mean, I get chills. There she is. There's her spirit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She agrees with me. Yeah. So monitor your mood before you eat. And make sure when you're eating that it's coming from a place of you actually being hungry. Identify what do I want? Why do I want what I want? If it's something that you have deigned is not healthy. Why do you want it? Okay. Once you figure that out, if you still want it, then cool. But you walk into it with your eyes open. Conscious eating. Mm. I'm a champion of conscious eating. Mm. Why do I want what I want? And oftentimes, and it sounds like a gimmick, like drink a bottle of water. Think about it, and then pick what you're going to eat. Conscious Can eating. I drink a beer? <laughs> <laughs> For sure. One beer per yeah. item? No, no. But yeah, think about it. Why do I want this? Do I really want this? Because you know, all the times when you crave a salad, you're like, thank you, God. And you like just yeah. have the salad, and you're really happy, and you're satisfied. When you're craving something that you know isn't great for you, just figure out why. Mm-hmm. 
the, if you spend that time thinking about why, it changes. That's, then you're accountable. It's all about accountability. But go. you have to be accountable to yourself and to your body and to the life that you want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? What do I want mm-hmm. and what do I deserve? And I'll tell you, without the alcohol, I have worked out twice as much. I've cleaned out every closet in this place. I am happy and motivated every day. At night, we were like a 50s couple. We would have one or two cocktails. Right, right, right. Oh, it's our special little cocktail. Who the fuck needs it? And I stopped, and it was like effortless, because we we're not like drinkers, but we right. had a ceremonial cocktail. Right. Who needs it? Yeah. And it would bring me And if down. you do want it, I like a glass of wine. every. And they say it's healthy for you. I don't drink a bottle of wine. I can't really. Right. I'm not. But there's nothing wrong with having a glass of wine every now and then if you want it. But if you can't control it or you're having a bunch or it's affecting your day. Right. And you have an inability to perform the next day. Then like, yes, you have to evaluate what's happening there. Right. Because COVID, we just started going, well, let's have our nightly cocktail. Right. Every night. And I was like, and and you lose weight, which is so important. Because like you say, it turns to sugar. It turns to sugar. Okay, so we have this segment called The Voodoo That You Do. Oh. And um, with you, I'd like to do something that has to do with psychic ability. Oh, wow. So I'm going to teach you how to access psychic ability today. Okay. So I always say psychic ability is feeling, not thinking, right? Mm-hmm. So what I want to do is um, we empty the mind and then I want you to uh, have a, a pen and paper handy, right? Mm-hmm. So write out stream of consciousness. Okay. Uh, some answers to questions, okay? Okay. So We're going to do it right now? Yeah. So oh, wow. We're going to do, I'm going to have you write three questions you have today. Oof. What questions do you have for me today? Should I say them out loud? Sure. Okay. Um, am I getting married in the next year? Okay. How's that? Cool. Um, will I have a child? Okay. And will I book a dope acting uh, gig? Okay. Okay, mm-hmm. so I'm going to teach you all out there in meditation. I'm going to do a meditation with Nichelle. When we come out of the meditation, we're going to feel and not think, okay? So here's the meditation. Ready, guys? Close your eyes, Nichelle. I want you to imagine a two-lane street. A car is driving by. I want you to place one of your anxiety, worry, or fears, worries or fears in the car. Watch it drive away out of your view and over the horizon. And then along comes another car. In that car, I want you to place an anxiety, fear, or worry. And watch it drive away and out of view. And along comes another car and place a fear, anxiety, or worry and watch it drive away. And I want you to watch the cars drive by with your fears, anxiety, and worries until they're all filled up and they've all driven away. Do that for a few minutes now, okay, guys?
And now I want you to imagine, do you prefer mountains or beach, Nichelle? Beach. Envision a beautiful beach in the ocean and the sun setting and then dipping down and disappearing into the ocean. Are you getting married in the next year? Yes. What month? Oh, June. Okay. Are you having a child? Yes. When is your next acting gig? Before the end of the year. Okay, now ask me. Um, am I getting married in the next year? August. Mm -mm. Will I have a child? Yes, 2022. And will I book an amazing acting gig? And when? February is when it's a big one. You know, a substantial one. But little ones before that. So that, my friend, is how you access psychic ability. Meditate in some way, write down your questions, yeah. and then stream of consciousness answer them. What kind of child? Um, a rebel child. <laughs> <laughs> a little girl. And on that note. It is your child. What do you think? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Michelle, how do we find you? Um, you can find me on Instagram at Nichelle, N-I-C-H-E-L-L-E, -L -L -E, or you can go to my website, nichellehines.com. And are you accepting clients? I am accepting clients. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Thank you, my love. Thank you. You're the best. You're the best. Mm, that was fun. If you liked today's episode, please leave me a rating and review, and don't forget to subscribe. Thank you for listening. For more info about me, visit my website at heatherobble.com. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.